Sons and daughters, you're praying for. Don't give up. She had been praying for years for her children. And as parents, you have no idea unless you are one. Unless you are one parent, you have no idea how to pray for a child. If you have children, you know I'm talking about. If you don't, you have no idea. Let me tell you something. Your mom and daddy prayed for you. Thank God for praying mom and daddies. Amen. So this song says, don't give up and just go ahead and praise the Lord in your storm. And this is what my sermon is going to be on tonight. So appropriate, this video I found, and I thought we needed to go ahead and, uh, and play it tonight because it spoke so many powerful words in one song. Thank God for people who can write songs. Amen. We were singing songs this afternoon, practicing for our play, <clears throat> Christmas Shoes, and uh, I feel like it's Christmas time almost until I looked outside and it's hot. <laughs> but I can tell you, the songs we were singing, it kind of made you feel like Christmas, and uh, we're looking forward to, to putting that on. Question for you tonight as you're turning in your Bible to Mark 4.35, please. Mark chapter 4. Verse 35. Going to ask a question tonight. How many has been in a storm in your life? Not actually a storm physically, but a storm in your spirit, in your finances. Well, bless your heart. Some of you had never been in a storm. Oh, I thought so. Woo! That's going to come talk to you after church. We have all been in a storm in our lives. And here is the best way. There's three phases of storms. One is starts right here, and you're either about to enter into a storm, uh-huh, and right over here, you're right in the, as my mama would say, slap dab in the middle of that storm. And then over here, you have just came out of one. Now, the terrible thing about this, you, you have to go back to number one. Because if you say, I've never been in a storm, or you say, I don't know what a storm is, then you will soon learn if you live long enough. Now, little children, they don't really know what storms mean in their life. They, they're just clinging to mom and daddy's side, and they're being taken care of and nourished and raised up. But when you get to that storm about to happen and you come to that storm you're in and you finish in, like I say, you're starting all over again. So what we have to do is understand the storm. We have to understand and this, as the song says, go ahead and praise him in the storms. The st sermon tonight would be storms of life. You know, storms in Texas are common. They're actually common, seems like, all around the world. Look at the hurricane just happened over the Philippines. The pastor mentioned this morning. What an amazing destruction. And, you know, you can prepare uh, the best you can for a hurricane or a tornado. And, and you can prepare yourself for that best you can. But at the best we can do, we still are going to go through this massive problems. And in this storm, this hurricane uh, and other ones, you, the, all we know around here as a Katrina and all the other ones that happened, the devastation, you see, happens after the storm has already come. Right. 
you might hear a sound of a storm as it's coming. Like a tornado sometimes, you can hear the wind coming from a distance or high wind kick up or something flying around. But when you, when you begin to see it, you're in it and you begin to feel the pressure of that storm, sometimes that storm will take you uh, as a literal human being in homes and take you and put you in another county. I was born in a storm, literally true. My mom and dad were in the storm cellar 63 years ago and my mom was always afraid of tornadoes. Today she still is. She, on the property where she lives, there's a nice storm cellar. And at her age, she still climbed down there. She said, I'd rather be safe down there than up on top getting blown away. But I can tell you whenever those storms came as a child, I can remember running to that cellar. We had one at our home when I was young. I know what it is to be in one of those storm cellars and smell that kerosene lamp. Anybody ever smelt that? Well, one of you, bless your heart. Two of you. Those three, well, good. Those, those kerosene lanterns, just, they just don't smell good when you're closed in and you got no air blowing. But the thing about it is, is wherever that storm cellar is, there's protection. And there is safety. See, the storms come as violent assault on, on a stronghold, on our family, our hearts, our lives. The t they come suddenly. Hurricanes and floods and all of these terrible disasters in America and around the world comes quickly and suddenly. Storms can make you lose your direction. I've never been one who has been on a boat other than a small lake boat going across on a bass boat. I've never been on a ship. I've never been on the high seas. I've seen enough movies. I've seen the Titanic. And I don't want to be on no water. If you say I'll buy you and your wife a nice ticket to go on a cruise, I'll say you can go with her. I'm not going. <laughs> yep, there you go. But it can get you to lose your direction. Storms can paralyze you with fear. How many, how many understand that storms can actually tear you into pieces and put you in a place where you don't know which way to turn? Let's read in Mark chapter 435. Let me get there. This is, I believe, the perfect storm story. Not the perfect storm, but the perfect story about Jesus in the boat. Ready for 35? On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let's, let us cross over the other side. Now see here, it's, he's got confidence. Jesus said, let us go cross on the other side. He wasn't worried about the storm coming up. I really believe he knew all about that storm. I don't think it came to him by surprise, but he went ahead and said, let's go over. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. 
a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Now about that time is when I had to start be screaming, help me Jesus. But he was in the stern. Now I understand the stern must be in the back, right? Stern, okay, good. Asleep on a pillow. I love the Bible because it's so specific. It didn't say that he was laying on a hard piece of wood, he had a pillow. So he had a plan. He wanted to be comfortable in the boat. So he got him a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher or Rabbi, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the storm and said to the sea, Peace be still. Peace be still. Now you've heard of storm chasers, how these nuts go out there and watch these storms and uh, if you've seen the movie Twister, how the nuts go out there in that storm and they're, they're actually just putting their lives in danger, the possible death. But I'll tell you who the original storm chaser was. Jesus. He chased that storm plumb away. And then the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? See, he, he, he wasn't worried he had confidence. He had confidence. He knew what was going to happen. How is it you have no faith? This whole preceding chapter in verses has to do with seed faith and getting as a mustard seed. And sometimes we, we lose our way and we get lost because we realize that we're in a storm, but sometimes we lose our faith and we just can't seem to, to get out of that. And, there, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen? What a powerful God we have. Most of the time we limit God to what our thoughts are and our, 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 you know, our little minds and what, what really God is. But if he can do that, he can calm the storm in your life. Amen? I don't know about you, but I'm going through a storm. Amen? You ready to pray? Father, we thank you tonight, God, for your wonderful word. We thank you, Jesus, for being the one who calmed that storm that day in that boat with those disciples. Father, we know that through this storm that we're in, we learn how to trust you. God, we know you build our faith in these storms. And God, no matter what the storm we're facing tonight, individually, family, through physical, financial problems and situations, we know, God, that you can intervene and you can take that storm and turn it around. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus, you would do that. Praise God. Psalms 9.9 says, The Lord is our refuge and our protection from danger. For the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. When that storm is blowing you around, you gotta have something to hold on to. I remember my dad telling me when he was in Okinawa, World War II, that the tremendous amount of rain and wind would blow. And he said when he was out there and uh, 
outside and the storm began to come, it reminds you of the karate kid. You remember that when they were out and that storm began to blow and they were hanging on, barely hanging on. He said, I learned if I needed to go across to get something. Uh, he was a mess sergeant in the army and he had to be able to go to another place and walk. And he said, I, noticed, I, know, I know when the storm was about to come, but he said, I learned something. I learned to lean into the storm. Okay. I learned to lean into the storm, and as I begin to lean, I wouldn't fall over. Because if you said I, you said if I stood straight up, it'd blow me over. And I got to thinking about that this afternoon. I thought, you know, this is a good position. Lord, help me. Not, I can do it on my own. Nope, you can't do it on your own. You got to position yourself into a place where God can use you and help you. It's been said that when trees blow back and forth, and we have plenty of wind here in Texas, we understand how that wind blows back and forth. And it's been said that the reason why that trees sometimes are bent this way or this way and they're not standing straight up is because the wind moved the tree but didn't change the roots and actually made it stronger. The root system in the tree became stronger. This is another sermon for a different time, but the word iniquity actually means lean towards. We all have iniquity lean towards something. Most of the time it's not good. But this tree gets his strength from being pushed back and forth. And that's how we are. We need to have the power of the Holy Ghost to help us withstand that storm. And that storm moving up here won't affect my feet down here. Because I'm planted into a place I can ride the storm out. May I tell you, it feels like I'm going through hell. There are no fun storms. There are no fun times when you're trying to learn and trying to let God uh, be in your storm and amidst your storm. A lot of old songs that I remember as a child. Some of you might like some country gospel in here. If you do, don't show your hands. Most people won't like if you do. We need, it says we need to be sheltered in the arms of God. That's the old saying. Let the storm, storms rage high and dark clouds rise. They won't worry me for I am sheltered safe in the arms of God. Let those clouds come. Let the rain come. Let the high winds come. It don't make any difference. I'm sheltered in the arms, arms of God. In Isaiah 40, 31, I love this scripture and I, I love the fact that this is, uh, I remember, and I go back to my childhood, that's what you do when you get old. You start going back the other way. Someday you'll be there, and I know Paul's getting close, but uh, he reminds me, he remembers things when he was a kid more than he do yesterday, and say, what'd you have for supper last night? Oh, I don't know, but I remember when I was a kid what I had. But this was, reminds me of a plaque that my mom and dad had in the entranceway of their home, Isaiah 40, 31, with these scriptures on it. But they say that wait upon the Lord 
and shall renew your strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. What a perfect, great song. Another old song that I remember hearing as a child, and it doesn't hurt to listen to old songs. Matter of fact, they were, most songs were written through adversity and lots of heartache and pain. If you don't think a lot of the songs were written that way, think about all the old country and western songs. Oh, mercy. Sad when your wife left you and your dog left you and your, every, your trailer house turned over and all the problems that, you know, happens in these old songs. But these old songs I'm talking about are, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, for the Lord renews their strength. Praise God. They that wait means to remain inactive or in a state of response until something happens, in position until something happens, to wait. How many don't like to wait in a store, in a line? How many don't wait in traffic? I don't like to wait in traffic. But in the anticipation of what might happen during the waiting, like I'm really believing God's going to make the traffic go faster once I get in it. And, and I don't honk my horn. My family think I should honk my horn. But I don't like to honk horns. I don't like to get honked at, so I don't do that. But anticipation of something happening is what we do. We wait. Shall renew their strength means that we will receive strength from God in difficult in hard times. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. It means that we can arise above the storm. We'll run and not grow weary means we're oftentimes we are chased by enemies. Even though it's hard, the Lord will give us enough strength to face it. He doesn't leave us alone. He knows what we need even before we ask. They that will walk will not faint means that there are many things that cause us to give up believing and serving the Lord, but as long as we have faith and hope in Jesus, we can make it. We can stand. When all you've done, stand. When you prayed all the prayers you can, stand. Trust in him that he'll be able to see you through. There's a, a, an eagle, to me, is a beautiful bird. How many have seen pictures of eagles? And I love eagles. I, if, I, if I could, I'd own one. I just think they're majestic, beautiful birds. I want to tell you a little bit of facts about eagles. And uh, eagles understands and knows storms before they break. Eagles don't run away from storms. What they do, they face it head on. And what happens when the eagle spreads his wings out? He faces it head on. And then what happens is the wind, just like a jet airline, brings him up. Doesn't bother him at all what's going on below because he can rise up. And he keeps his head up. And he flies. And he gets above the storm. This is what is so wonderful about an eagle. 
He will literally fly at 10,000 feet in the air and he will soar for hours on the currents. He won't get tired. See, that's where that song and that scripture came from in Isaiah. He'll fly up there with those big wings that go up to 42 inches wide. He's about 12 to 14 pounds big. He has enough grip in his hands or claws that he can per thousand pounds per inch. He'd fly a thousand feet and look down in the water and he can see a little old fish over there and he has eyes, you've heard of eagle eyes. He got those eyes going and he knows where that fish is and he'll run down at a fast speed and he'll grab that fish. That fish didn't have any idea what was coming his way. So all this pressure he has in his, in his claw, he grabs that and he can travel at 40 miles an hour and even up to 75 to 100 miles an hour, he can actually fly. So when he grabs his food, he can get out of Dodge quickly. It's called fast food. <laughs> the life expectancy of an eagle is 70 years. Isn't that interesting that we are a lifespan that we're promised 70 years? So interesting that this eagle at 35 years old renews himself. The eagle will take at 35, now I don't know if he has a calendar or if he has an app on his iPhone that beeps him and tells him it's 35 years or, or someone in his family said it's time, you know. But I think the Lord just does it. And he says it, 35 years old, he will renew himself by working on himself. And he'll go to the gym and get rid of all the old feathers and he'll get new feathers. And he'll take a rock and he'll rub on that rock with his beak. He'll sharpen it up. He'll sharpen his claws up and he'll get ready for the next 35 years. He'll renew himself. Renew ourselves as eagles. I believe that God knew what he was talking about when he wrote that scripture. It's no wonder our American bird is the eagle, American eagle. Just think of that beautiful eagle on your money, on the seal of the President of the United States, on the side of Air Force One. Proudly shows that bird right up here and on that plane. The eagle has much strength in reserve because he knows how to renew his strength. Tonight, as I close, I want to tell you a little bit more about what happens when you're in a storm. If you're in a storm tonight, remember that you're standing on a rock. You're not on sinking sand. You're not on something that can shift. You're on the rock of your salvation. Remember, he is always the one that's taking you and protecting you and sheltering you. Remember, he's the one that calmed the storm. Remember that 
there's moments that sometimes can make you feel like you're about to lose your way and about to lose your mind. Remember this. If he cares that much about an eagle to create a bird like that, how much more does he really love us? How much more does he really care for us? Kristen, if you could come up front, please. Thank you. But today I want you to understand something, that he can be the one who calms you in the midst of the storm. The Holy Spirit can literally just take you and give you peace, and you can ride above that storm and give you calmness. Now, it's easy for me to say these words to you. It's another thing to practice it. I needed this message for myself. I know that somebody here needs this message. But for me, I needed this message. It spoke to me, and it means that for me that I can make it. We're going to make it. Don't give up on a child of God. There's a song that says, don't give up on a child of God. He'll be there when the battle is over. Don't give up on people. It's easy to say, oh, that or this or them or they or whatever the situation, they're just that and they're just this. But God says, I don't see the sin. God says, I see Jesus. You see, that crazy things that may be happening in your life right now. You don't have money to pay your rent. You don't have enough money to make the car payment. You don't have money enough to take care of food on your table. You don't have the peace of your home because there's all hell breaking loose. It don't make any difference. You see, as long as we got our feet on the rock, we can believe that God can take care of that problem. Amen? Psalms 91, 14 through 16. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will, I will deliver him. I will set him on a high because he has known my name. Aren't you glad you know Jesus' name? Praise God. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Aren't you glad you're saved tonight? Remember, trust in him and his timing. These are some keys right here will help us. Remember to trust God in his timing, not our timing. Oh my goodness. We start messing around with our timing, we got severe problems. But in his timing, trust him. Rely on his promises. Wait upon his answers. Believe in his miracles. Rejoice in his goodness. Relax in his presence. Remember, when life gets so hard, more than you can stand, kneel. There's healing tonight in this house. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. I'm enjoying this, Lord. Whew. Thank you, Jesus.
But if you got something out of this message tonight, I want you to understand. There's healing coming. You may be hurting inside and tore up inside for whatever reason. You may have torment on all sides. It don't make any difference. The healing's here tonight. The healer's here. I pray the healing for us tonight. And believing that God's going to work miracles in our life. Stand tonight with me if you would please.